everybody, it's Rich. Welcome, or welcome back, to the Access Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel, where you'll find our complete Sunday experience with music, as well as great content for kids and students. Visit accesschurch.com to keep up with everything going on around here at Access, and subscribe to our email list. We'll send you helpful suggestions each week designed to help you make friends, grow in faith, and live with purpose. Most importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. So uh, we're in this thing called um, losing weight. It's a little play on words. Uh, It's very clever, right? Uh, I stole it from somebody. And waiting's the worst, right? We don't like to wait. Um, We prefer to lose weight. Uh, We like to get rid of weight. But I've been trying to convince you of something that our culture doesn't agree with or believe or doesn't seem to agree uh, upon is that um, waiting is our friend. Waiting is good for you. There's something good in the waiting that, uh, that God has to do in you. He wants to produce something in you. Last week I said, what if God's waiting for you? What if God's waiting for you to get the thing that you need to get to draw close to him, to grow close to him, to change, to learn, to, um, to, to develop into the person that he wants you to be? What if God is waiting for you to become the version of you that he knows you can be. There's something in the waiting that he's doing, right? And God's not a microwave. He's not on-demand God. He's not Amazon Prime God, right? He's like slow-cooked, slow-roasted, marinate in it for a while, God. Like, get the juices in there, God. Like, he's like the come crawl up in my lap and hang out and build a relationship with me, God. He's not the fast, quick, I'll just do whatever you want, whenever you want, God. We wish that he was, but he's doing something in the waiting. And so what if he's got you on like a weight training program right now? What if he's got you on a weight training program? Whenever you're on a weight training program, there's a goal, right? When you have a weight training program in the gym, there's a goal of some kind, right? There's a goal like, you know, what do you want to build some more muscle, lose some pounds, you want to grow your stamina, you want to get stronger, you want to get taller, you want to hang from the pull-up bar, you want to have a heart healthy enough for sex. I don't know what it is that you want to do, what your goals are, but there's always a goal when there's weight training going on. And God has a goal in mind as well when he's got you and I on a weight training program. There's something rich and something good that he's got for you, but it can be a struggle, can it, to be in God's weight training program? I don't want to wait. I want it now. But even the characters of God's word over and over again found themselves in the weight training program. David said, oh, how long, oh Lord? How long are you going to do this? Are you going to make me, are you, are you going to forget me forever? Like, are you never going to answer my calls? Is this going to be my story forever? What's going on? What are you going to do? But David knew something about God. This is what we covered last week, and it's what I want for you. David knew something about God because David had experienced God's presence. He'd seen him work. And so David wrote in Psalm 27, which I think would have been great for you to read all week. It would still be great for you to read all week. It says this. He said, God is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? He didn't say God might be. God could be. God sort of. He said he is. David knew it. And when you know it, when you know God, you know who he is, then you can wait well. David knew God, and that caused him to be able to wait 
without worry. Wouldn't you like to wait in your life without all the anxiety, without all the fear, without all the worry, without all the uh uh-oh, oh no, worst case scenario, God's not here, he doesn't care. So I said last week, I was trying to help you understand how do we wait well in life, right? And the answer was to know God. How do you wait well in life? You gotta know God. If you know God, you can wait well in life. Knowing the one who holds the future will help you wait well on the future. We think we need to know the future. Just show me the future and I can wait well. Show me what she looks like. Show me what he looks like. Show me I've got the money in the account. Show me I get the job. Show me the future and I can wait well. But that's not what we need to know. You don't need to know the future. You need to know the one who holds the future. You need to know the one who's in control of the future and begin to trust him because knowing the future is not an option. It's just not an option. Let's just get it off the table. It's never gonna happen. You can't possibly know the future, but you can know the one who knows the future. It's the next best thing. In fact, it's a better thing to know the one who knows the future, which is awesome. It's great. I left you all with that last week. You gotta know God if you wanna wait well and trust that he's got the future. Wonderful news, Darren. Thank you for that. But it begs the question, well, how the heck do we get to know God? Like, how do I know God? And for some of you, you've been, you've been at that for a long time and you know the answer to it. For others of you in the room, you've been invited recently and you're like, I, I've tried and I've, I've called out, but I still feel like there's this distance, there's this disconnect. Like, how do I actually know God? So that's what I wanna talk about today for just a minute. How do we get to know God? How do you personally grow in your knowledge of God? How do you really become one who could say with confidence, I know that I know God? How does that happen? The first thing is this, is to realize that he actually exists. He does exist. And I know there's people within the sound of my voice, listening to our podcast or watching online, that you're like, I don't, I don't know that he exists. But Paul wrote it like this. He says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, not sort of seen, not like, ah, maybe, his, div- his divinity, his greatness has been obvious since the beginning of time, being understood from what has been made so that the people are without excuse. You know, there's a group of people, maybe you were one of them once, maybe you are one now, who think this all happened by chance. This was just an accident. The beautiful sky, the beautiful trees, the way grapes grow, the way plants work, the way bodies grow, the way reproduction happens, all of it is just some random accidental chance where something came from nothing. There was nothing. And then all of a sudden, there was this little bit of something and we went from goo to you by way of the zoo. That's how it happened. (laughs) Just random chance, accident. You know, accident believers, accident thinkers, people who think this is just random chance, I think one of the big reasons why they believe that is because they don't want there to be a God above them. I don't want any authority on my life. If there's a God higher than me, then I gotta look up to him. I I might have to listen to him. I might have to obey him. I might have to be accountable to him. And I don't want any accountability on my life because I wanna be able to do whatever I want to do, so I don't want there to be a God, so I will believe that this all happened by random chance. I'll ignore the obvious. I'll ignore the obvious, that there's obviously something more than accident that made these trees. There's no way this is an accident. 
It's the way the way that the, the world works is, oops, <laughs> how did that all get together? It's just, it doesn't even follow science, quite honestly. We could dive more into that if you have questions. It's one of my favorite topics. So you gotta, you gotta actually believe he exists. David wrote, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. They shout it out. You just look at the sky and they declare the glory of the Lord. So you have to actually want it. So my question for you is, do you want to know him? Do you really want to know God? That's where it starts. Do you actually want to know him? Do you deeply crave it? Because here's the thing, whatever you guys want to know, you can get to know. I mean, I, there's, some, there's some stuff that y'all know that I'm like, why do you know that? And how did you, how did, how did you figure that out? Why do you know that about a car, you know? Why, why, why do you know so much about it? You could talk to me about cars, you know? You could be like, that's where the snuffer diddle thing goes. And I was like, I don't even know. I didn't know there was a snuffer diddle in a car. That's amazing. I, uh, I know it, it, has, it needs a battery and it has a wheel inside and I know how to turn it on. Other than that, I don't know. I had, to, I had to get somebody to come over and help me fix a light bulb in my car. I didn't know how to do it. I was like, well, how do you take it out? How do you, where's the hood? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know stuff about cars. Some of you are doctors, lawyers, nurses. My sister's a nurse. She knows stuff about people's bodies and blood that I'm like, I, how do you, she's a cardiac intensive care nurse. I would be, you wouldn't want me in that room if you were struggling. Like, oh, help me out. I'd be like, uh, Lord, I just pray that, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But there's people who know about it. You know, if I went through this room and asked you the random, ridiculous crap you know about, you guys would be like, oh, you can talk all day. You can talk about the stats from the 1986 Chicago Bears. I could. I can tell you who's on the team. I can tell you how many home runs Ryan Sandberg had. I mean, I can tell you all this stuff that's random, useless facts. I know things. That I don't know why I know it, but I know it because I wanted to know it. You could know God if you want to because you know how to know. But do you want to know? Or do you just kind of wish he'd just do whatever you want for him real quick, or for you real quick? I don't really want to know him, I just want him to, you know, hook me up. <laughs> do you want to know him? That's where it starts, because if you want to know him, you can get to know him. It's like I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I just, I don't know. Do you know this? I think that sometimes some of the waiting is to grow your wanting. Some of the waiting is to grow you wanting. Because you don't, you don't want him because you don't need him. You haven't felt any need. And you're going to want to know him when you need to know him. You're going to want to know him when you need to know him. You know, when everything falls apart, it's like, hold up, Lord. Hey, how do I get to know you? And he's going to draw you in because he's got you in some weight training right now. He's allowing you to wait so you'll want to know him. And you can know him. Jeremiah wrote it like this. He said that God, you know, he was a prophet. And, and so through Jeremiah, the Lord said, you, you will seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart, when you really want it. When you seek me, you can find me if you seek me with all your heart. You can absolutely know God. And the best way to know God is to know Jesus. It's the best way to know God. Now, why is that? Well, because of what Jesus claimed about himself. 
He said, nobody comes to the Father except through me. He said, I and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. He's the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. Jesus made this claim that he came to represent God. He's the company family rep here in town to let us know what God's really like. He said, he's the embodiment of the Father. I and the Father are one. Jesus is God in flesh form, took on the flesh of humans to represent the God of heaven. So the best way to know God is to get to know Jesus. And we, we can get to know Jesus through his word and through uh, history, the historical context of who he is. But Jesus said, and that, I'm gonna take it a step further. I'm gonna give you something when I leave. I'm gonna give you my spirit. And when you have the spirit inside of you that you receive when you give your life to God and you ask him to come into your life and you ask him to take over your life, you surrender your life to God, you get the spirit and the spirit actually helps you interpret God. So take a look at this. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. It's the spirit who takes you into the depths of who God is, right? And if you don't have the spirit, you can't know him. The person without the Spirit, cannot understand the things of God because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The Spirit of God is what helps us know and understand God. So it starts with wanting to, and then you gotta go through something difficult enough to make you want to, and then you gotta get to know Jesus, and Jesus gives you the Spirit, and then you read God's Word, and you understand it more clearly because you have the Spirit in you, discerning what it means, and then you hang out with some homies who know God as well, and you grow in your knowing God. That's the process. Let me just walk you through the process again. This is how you know God. Go ahead and throw this up here. In summary, to know God. Look around, it's obvious there's a God. Go through something that makes you want to know him. Meet Jesus, he's the bridge builder. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you new eyes to see. As you study the word of God, also hang with other homies who know him and can help you grow. <laughs> this is the process. And unfortunately, it is a process. You know, I was talking to somebody this morning who said, we were talking about landscaping, and he said, you know, I, I want my backyard to be like lush the moment we do the landscaping. But if I buy huge plants, the roots don't work very well, and so I had to buy these tiny little plants. And the first year I looked out at my yard, I was like, so disappointed. <laughs> Look at how wimpy that looks. You gotta start small, and then if you just let the rains come and the sun shine in, and you let some time pass pretty soon, without even noticing that it's happening, it's like, oh dang, here comes the lush. It's growing, it's getting bigger, and this is amazing. That's the same thing that happens with your understanding of God. You start small, and you go, I just wanna know you a little bit. And then you surround yourself, and you read God's word, you come to church, you show up, you sing the songs, you know the words, and you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm kind of feeling like I'm a little bit of a grown-up Christian here. Like I'm a sort of a, I kind of get it. I kind of know this stuff. That's the process you go through. But here's the deal. I could tell you all this till I'm blue in the face and you could go, that was so good, Pastor. That was so good. Thank you for that. We'll see you next week. And you do nothing about it. Because I'm supposed to say that because I'm the pastor. You guys think about me and you're like, oh, you've been praying since the womb, you know? Like you just... I've always loved God. And I'm like, well, I mean, no, uh, I had to go through the same process. And I, and I want it for you so badly. I want you to know God. But I know it's a journey. And I, so I thought maybe hearing from someone besides me might help you, someone who's been on this journey for the last year. So Mike, if you could get up here. Mike Desmond, come up here real quick. This is his debut to the stage. Are you in the room? There he comes. Running, faster. All right, 
This is this is my guy Mike, and he, uh, he's been helping over with the kids. And the other, uh, here, I'll just give you this, okay? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Take this. Thank off. you. Okay. All right. Well, handheld too. There you go, Mike. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We don't blow in the microphones, Mike. But, um, uh, Mike, are you nervous? I don't know how you got me up here. <laughs> Seriously. All right, Mike. Listen. Uh, it's first of all. Tell us, how did you even, because you didn't go to this church a long time. I'm like, you just started about a year and a half ago. How did you even show up here? Like, what's the story? How'd you get here? Um, It's a funny story. Um, A very good friend of mine who happens to be a a petite Jewish girl um, said she'd been here a couple times and it just had a good vibe, a good energy. And um, she knew my struggles and she... um, she said, you just check this out. I think you might dig it. So you were invited to a Christian church by a Jewish girl to learn about a Jewish carpenter, is what, is what you're telling Correct. me. Correct. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> She's here, and we, we have permission to share that story. She All is right. here, yeah. yes. Uh, listen, thank you for doing this. Uh, can I get you a drink? You good? I've had plenty of water. Yeah, okay, water. All right, great. All right. I know you're nervous. So, listen, um, tell me... Um, what would you tell somebody in the room or listening that they're like, um, they feel like they just don't know God very well yet? I, I never expected to know God. And coming through that door the first time, like a year and a half ago, I mean, I was, I, what's worse than an atheist? That's what I was. So You're worse, worse than an atheist. atheist. Yeah, I had no. You not only didn't believe, you didn't want to believe. Correct, yeah. You, were, you mocked the idea. Yes, I did, big time. But yeah. But once walking through that door, it definitely changed my life. I love it. I love it. Uh, that's amazing. Tell us a little bit. A year and a half ago, um, did you, did you, um, what did you know about God? Let's see. I got to phrase this. Um, <laughs> I I knew he was some made-up dude that had this make-believe song that walked around with twelve dudes, and they were fisher. They fished and fed people and and talked about the stuff that I thought was a sham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, I love it. Uh, and now you're one of them. Uh, so. Uh, you got me, finally. Right. So, but you would say, sitting here today, without being coerced, nobody's like, I didn't pay you for this spot here. Um, in fact, I just asked you for money. Um, you would say, without lying to people just for today's message, you would say, I, I do, I feel like I do know God now. Oh, without a doubt, Ed, I, yeah, I'm all in. I love it, I love it, that's so cool. Tell us, like, tell us, tell us what are some of the things that you did that, you know, you went from zero to hero now, you're, you're, and you, how did you, what did you do? Like, what, 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 how did you get to know God? Like, help, help, someone's in there going, okay, what'd you do? What, what would you say? I would say, um, I was, the first day I was so impressed and with the people of this community and, and this congregation and you and the staff and the volunteers, it was what I was looking through for my whole life and uh, community and connection. And, um, I, and then I just started to, I mean, I wanted everything. I wanted to move in here. I'm like, is there a room here? Um, I, uh, I just, I couldn't get enough. So I started to do everything possible. I started in the parking lot. Now I'm working with kids. Uh, Friday morning men's group, 
um, discipleship program. Um, I know that I'm mountain bike group leader. Um, yeah. It's just everything. Yeah. What, what it seems like what happened was it's what we talked about today is you wanted it. Like, it was like, I, I have to get more. And that's where it started. And then what happened after that is you just kept saying yes to what people would tell you. Like, hey, this would help you grow your faith. This would, and yes, 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 yes. Tell us about what happened last weekend um, after we had our, Mike's in a group that I lead. Uh, we call it discipleship groups. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. But um, we had a little just get, you know, hang out with the guys. And then we came home and then you said something happened. What happened after that? So it's a typical one of my struggles where I'm high as a kite because I'm in a community and with brothers that I love and they love me and it's, I feel accepted. And when I get out of that stuff, I feel um, like my adrenaline is down in the depths of hell. And um, they kept me up real late, which is not good. I don't usually do. So um, got home, I was really tired and I started to feel my old... Uh, my old struggles coming back. I got on a bike, went up to the top of Mountain Hood, uh, Lawson's Trail. There's a picnic table way up in the back. And I sat there and um, I, I. Yes, all right. I didn't think this was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was hoping it would. Um, uh, I started to cry. Um, and feel sorry for myself and bring up my old stuff. And then I, I just, I just called at screaming out to God, not literally, but I was just, I changed my tone. So I just went from, okay, here you go. Knock this guy off my shoulder, the devil and come and get me and rescue me. And, um, it was breezy. It was it, I, his presence. I have felt it before, but it, up there, it, it was a game changer. It was, I, I can't even explain it. I, I want everybody to feel what I felt, and I, I'm pretty sure most of you do, but the presence I felt up there it changed from the negative self stuff that I deal with to knowing that he had my back and he was there to hold me. Yeah, which I needed, so it was I phenomenal. It. I love it. It's amazing. I'm not done with you. Nope. I'm not done. Yeah. Bro, you, you went from, like... This is a total joke to one year later on the top of a mountain saying, God, I, I need you in my life. I got to feel your presence because the enemy wants to take me out and destroy my heart, wants to take me back into the old wounds and the brokenness. God, please show up. And he showed up in a powerful way in your life so that you could know him. This is what happened, dude. You went on this journey like this, and I know that what's to come is for you to know God even more. I've told you this, I see a future with ministry and uh, helping other men. You've walked through the waiting because there was something in the waiting that you needed that you now are gonna take all of what you learned in the waiting, and I know you're gonna pass it on to people, to men and others that you will impact for years to come. God's been doing something in your life and you have gotten to know him and I couldn't be more proud of you for all of that. So any closing thoughts that you have or just get me off this stage? No, I, I, I can't thank the people. I, I said it already, but the, the, the connection of the community that, that I found here is, it's just ridiculous. It's so insane. And I, I just love you all. Uh, we need to hear that more and I love it when Darren says it. Yes, thank you. I love it, dude. I love you. Yes. Proud of you. It's office.
I, I love it. I love it. I hope I want that for each of you. Wherever you are in the journey of trying to get to know God, I want you to know him. Because when you know him, oh, he fills you with his power for life. You have what you need for life. And, and so Mike's in a discipleship group. We call it discipleship. That's what Jesus did. He had disciples. He taught his men. And then they were supposed to go and teach other men and so on and so forth. That's how the whole thing started. I'm going to teach some, and they're going to teach some, and they're going to teach some. And so Mike's going to lead a group eventually. Uh, he's in a group right now. So we're looking for 10 men who would want to lead other men and 10 women who would like to lead other women. We're, we want to gather you and train you in January to be the next set of leaders for the next group of people who are coming through. And so in February, um, we'll do discipleship groups again. We'll launch more. So we need about 20, 10 men, 10 women to, to lead another group. And then we'll fill those with people who want to know God, who want to be trained and grown and developed so you could have the experience that Mike has had in your life. We want to keep that going as it just goes on a cycle. We want to see you know God. Paul writes this in Ephesians. He closes, I'll close with this. He writes in Ephesians chapter three, he says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts, like he'll, he'll dwell with you as you trust in him. Your roots will go down deep. You know, even if you start small, they'll go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand to know, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand, to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. I want you to know God so you have the power for life. And listen, if you're new to this, you can know him. If you've been doing this a long time and you think this was a message for new people, uh, you can't get to the depths of knowing him. It's so deep, you can't fully understand it. So if those of us veterans in the room, oh, there's always more to learn. There's always more to grow. And if you know him, you gotta help other people know him. We gotta be in the game. We don't wanna play church. We wanna be the church. We wanna love the people around us and help them grow into what God has for them. I hope you know him. Oh, it's so good when you know him. And I hope you grow in your understanding. And I hope that in the waiting, in the weight training he's got you in, that you can find in that space what he has for you as you get to know him. Let me pray. God, thanks for loving us. Thanks for Mike and the many Mikes in the room who uh, in the last couple of years have begun to know you. I know the stories, I know many of the people, God. I pray that more and more people in our community who think this is a joke, who think it's ridiculous, God, would you bring them in? And would you show them that you're a good God, not a vengeful God. You already poured out your wrath on Jesus. That, that part's done. And would you show people in our community that you're a God who made a way for people to know you. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.